behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world. Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. All Business is celebrating the Irish today with Irish native and global CMO at Siegel and Gale, Margaret Malloy. Margaret earned her MBA from Harvard Business School and is recognized by Forbes as one of the most influential CMOs on Twitter. She's been named to Irish America Magazine's Business 100 list and has been named as one of the 50 top power women in the U.S. She is the creator of Hashtag Wearing Irish, a social media initiative focused on the promotion of Irish fashion in March. Please give a warm Irish welcome to Margaret Malloy. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, the first question I have to ask you, Margaret, because I've known you for a while. When I looked through your background and I didn't know this, you grew up on a farm. I did, Jeff. My secret is out. <laughs> I grew up in rural Ireland, so you and I have something else in common. Exactly. Exactly. Where in rural Ireland is uh, where you're from? I grew up in County Offaly on a farm, a dairy farm specifically. Yeah. The eldest of six children were three boys and three girls. But I have to confess, they would laugh if they heard me talking about a farm because I probably wasn't the best farmhand. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somehow that doesn't surprise me. I mean, we are talking fashion now, and then I know all of the great work. And, it, and you're one of the most pristine people I've ever met in my life. You're just all well put together, well, well-dressed, well-mannered, well-spoken. And, and even your kids, your, your two boys, when I'm looking at your Facebook pictures, they've got those great glasses on all the time and just looking sharp. So I, I, I wouldn't well, we have, thought, have fun. Yeah, well, that, you should have fun. I mean, that's the whole whole nature of it, right? I think that's right, Jeff, and I think you know this also. We are in branding. We are in marketing. And your image is the first part of your story. Yeah. I like to tell my colleagues and, and clients, too, in marketing, your name is the first word in your story, and how you present yourself is the first picture in your individual story. Oh, absolutely. And then how you continue to carry through with it really becomes the brand of who you are. Yes. Yeah. So why, why wearing Irish? So as you identified, I am Irish. I love fashion. And I also have developed competencies around marketing, particularly social media and branding. So it occurred to me a couple of years ago when I was at a fashion show in New York and saw some of the Irish merchandise on display that Ireland had wonderful, world-class fashion, but unfortunately, no one, certainly in America, knew about it. So I felt that was a missed opportunity. The other insight I had, Jeff, is that unlike many countries, Ireland owns a month. The month of March is owned by Ireland, and that is a tremendous asset for all Irish people of goodwill to lean on and leverage. 
And I think the third insight was that with social media, and you know this so much better than most, we can all, as regular citizens, project our support for the brands that we like. So many of us enjoy fashion. Many of us go to many events in March. Many of us have social media platforms. So the thinking was, well, during March, why not wear wear an Irish design, either head-to-toe or just showcasing one piece, and post that picture for your friends on your social media channels using the hashtag Wearing Irish. And, of course, using the hashtag Wearing Irish allows it to be a conversation that we can all participate in. So that was the vision. And I'm very excited to see it capture the imaginations of many men and women around the world. Well, you know, I first, I don't, when did you first start doing this? Two years ago, I piloted it, Jeff. And then this year, I learned a lot from last year and applied some of those learnings. And one of the learnings was to get early. So I published a directory in January because one of the most frequently asked questions I got last year was where. Exactly. Where. Particularly from gentlemen, they well, would yeah. say, Margaret, what do you got? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I did that because you, you, you approached me about it, and I'd seen it. I remember seeing you do it a couple of years ago, and, I, I, and it was just kind of like this little thing that was out there. Kind of, I, It seemed to me more like a personal thing you were doing. And then last yeah. year, it seemed to take on you know, a little bit mom, of the momentum. And then this year, I think it's just I'm seeing a lot more people talk about it. Now, maybe it's because I've got more involved in my Irish roots, and thank t- thanks to you, you're one of those people that that um, you and John Lee were the two, the two individuals that helped me rekindle that um, in my yeah. life. But but when I look at it, um, you know, when when you first got started, I was I was I had to do the same thing. I had to write to you and say I need some help. Okay, um, I'm not familiar with all the Irish um, designers and fashion wear. So where should I turn to? And you and you gave me that list. That's right, Jeff. And I think the premise of this is some folks are genetically blessed and can be fashion models, but we can all be role models. And to the extent that we appreciate our heritage, but also we do it without compromising our personal style. And this vision is not for folks to just select an item of Irish fashion because it's a nice thing to do. It's because it's a quality product that has the style quotient that we like. And that was the biggest discovery for me, Jeff, the variety of product that's available from very high fashion, couture, to mass fashion, and everything in between. So it just takes a little work to discover the item you like, but uh, it's there. There's something for everyone and every budget as well. Well, it's not, and it's not just wearing green. I mean, when most people would think, Hey, let's go wear some Irish, and especially in the month of March, we should wear a little green, right? And it's not green at all. Green is an option. I have to te- have to confess, Jeff. Green's my personal power color. Is it, is it really? <laughs> oh, good for you. It is mine too. But it, my, mine are around. The, it's the money. It's the money, not the not, oh, not what I wear. Yeah. <laughs> I love the focus. I love your focus, Jeff. Uh, but kidding aside, every color is represented. I mean. Some of the Irish product is truly high fashion, and in world class, they can hold up against some of the leading designers in Paris and New York and elsewhere. Many of the Irish designers trained at these institutions under the watchful eye of some of the most prestigious designers around the world. So that aesthetic sensibility and craftsmanship is there. 
And also the traditional product is really beautiful. Many of the Aran sweaters that are very famous or the tweeds have now taken on a very modern twist. So you get the best of tradition, a nod to heritage, and gorgeous uh, modern sensibility together. And for me, Jeff, and I, I get the sense that you have a similar perspective, when you buy an item of clothing, for many it's, it's a commercial transaction. But when you buy something from, in my case, Ireland, and it has a story behind it, it's, it's much more meaningful. And often it's a great conversation starter. Well, it is, and I want to come back to that because I want to tell you a story about something I was wearing and someone said something. And then it's also a very personal item, typically, for a lot of people. It's a reflection of, again, you said this earlier, brand. Hey, let me speak, let me talk about a great brand because I love this brand. And they've been with me since the beginning, and it's uh, Duncan. Because America runs on Dunkin', and so does all business with Jeffrey Hazlitt. So swing by your local Dunkin' Donuts today. Don't forget, this is what you can get during this time right now. is a limited time shamrock sprinkles. Yeah, the donut. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, you know, nothing gets me going uh, like a sweet treat and a good cup of coffee. And my friends at Dunkin' always give me my fix. In fact, I'm having one right now. They don't have a Dunkin'. I'm in South Dakota today, and they don't have one here. So I have to brew my own, and I've got it in one of my favorite, favorite cups, and it's sitting here with me right now. Are you a coffee drinker, Margaret? I am a tea drinker, tea, yeah, tea, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I like tea. I am I a like tea, tea drinker. I, like I tea. am, but I'm a big fan of John Costello, or as we would say in Ireland, oh. John Costello, yeah. who was indeed the former CMO of Duncan and a great um, patron of all things cultural. Yeah, he's a he was a, he is a great guy. I'm not speaking like he's gone. He's still around, but he's just not at Duncan anymore. Although he's doing a lot of special projects, and uh, very one of the brightest guys and one of the nicest people you'll probably ever meet, uh, John Costello, as we use our Irish, uh, putting on our Irish today. So when I when we talked about a personal item, so I just recently you sent me the list and I went through the list and I spent you know hours on the list. Going through, looking at them, because, you know, many of my I, I wanted to kind of get it. You can get some here in the U.S., but I wanted to get something, you know, directly from Ireland. So I found this designer called Brendan Joseph that you sent to me. And, man, did I love his stuff. Uh, a, little, a little pricey, okay, but uh, I bought a scarf, and it's this beautiful purple scarf. And I tend to like things that are really just, like, in your face anyway. And, and so this was something, and I was wearing it. In an Irish pub uh, that I go to after work, I took my team out, and I, I wore it, and the, the bartender recognized it and said something to me. And, and I just thought that was kind of a cool way to make that connection. And, and Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, you, and Jeff, go you... Ahead. Go ahead, please. You, we are, we're all living in such a visual world right now, whether it's our pictures on Instagram or everyone has heightened appreciation for aesthetic. So when you pick something that represents your brand and that's distinctive, it naturally uh, engages people. I think we are all tired of, honestly, the mass brands mm -hmm. and those that are sometimes what I think is overly designed or overly blingy, um, whereas for the same economic investment, because you purchased an investment piece, you get something that's much more special and... Um, is representative of your brand, but also you have this feeling that you're contributing to essentially a small business in Ireland. 
Yeah, and and I I love the whole concept about wearing Irish or and I, is is of other cultures caught on to this like wearing Italian, wearing yes. Japanese. Yes. Yeah. Have, have you seen this? Um, well, some of you know the Italians were ahead in yeah. this game for many years. They've promoted their their fashion fantastically, mm. and a couple of years ago, our colleagues from the United Kingdom had the wonderful campaign Great Britain, mm. and they have done an outstanding job of marketing the many different facets of that country. I think there's work still to be done in terms of marketing the fashion aspect of Ireland. So this is a very one small citizen effort to build grassroots interest in the idea of promoting Irish fashion work. I've had a number of friends from different countries reach out to me, India, Scotland, others, who assure me that they're going to copy the idea and use it for their countries, which, of course, as you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So I'm delighted to see other countries are jumping on board. And the concept of being a supporter of Irish fashion and enjoying cultures from other countries and products of other countries is not mutually exclusive. We can support American product, we can support Irish product, and at the same time do well by everyone. So it's not about it's sort of a limited interpretation of patriotism. It's about acknowledging there's quality product in every culture and finding that piece that works for you. Yeah, I love the idea that you said um, one of the learnings that you had was to start earlier. So it gives people time, right? You know, because I purchased yes. something in Ireland, so I had to have it shipped over. Um, which I thought was great. Now I'm going to next weekend go out and get some more things because there's some local places in New York. Um, and I, and I, one, I just love the stuff. It's not, it's, it just, it, it, it awakes you to, okay, yeah, let's go do something a little different and let's make a statement with it, which I love the whole process around wearing Irish. What else did you learn through this process? I learned that you needed to create a platform, mm. that there was a latent interest in this, practically everyone I spoke to shared that, oh, what a wonderful idea. Um, how can I help? So there was latent desire for this. The other learning was that you do need to plan ahead, yeah. both it, from my perspective in the publication of the directory, but people um, needed a lead time because a lot of the product is available through e-commerce, so available online. Um, and if you're anything like myself and not of model proportions, you need to also bake in some time for alterations. So I certainly had to do that yeah. um, being shorter <laughs> I, than the average. I, I, would not, I think you're being too harsh on yourself. Now, if, it, if you're talking <laughs> about me, you have to you have to bake in time to get more more clothing to expand it. That's what you'd have to do some more. Well, more as I said earlier, yeah, there's something for everyone. The other thing I learned... Um, uh, Jeff, and you're such a, a student of social media. But what I learned is if you look at the metrics in terms of the likes, the shares, the comments, um, that will certainly be inspiring. There's certainly volume there. But a number of people don't actually engage, but they still are looking. Um, so people come up to me that I didn't even know were enjoying my pictures on social media. Yeah. And because they hadn't engaged with them. So I think we have to be mindful that looking at those metrics are just the tip of the iceberg. There are a lot of folks out there who look at our content, 
who may, for any reasons pertaining to their own personal privacy, not comment, but they're still looking. So your influence is greater than the obvious metric calculation you have on social media. Yeah, I'm always surprised by the people that I run into you know, on planes and around the world who follow me but don't always say something but then come up to me. You know, I was speaking in Houston at an energy conference, at a women's conference, and and um, a, a number of women came up to me. I had no clue they were following, but yet they all they but they knew exactly the things I'd been posting for months and months ago. So it's it's really kind of nice to be able to see that. Well, let me ask it you. It is, yeah. and I think it. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. I just want to make a comment that some people ask me about what's the impact. And so it's easy to look at the social media engagement, but I would highlight that's only a fraction of the true impact based on the fact that you've identified folks are looking and inspired who may not comment. The other learning that I I think is interesting and perhaps surprising was how many Irish designers reached out to me to say, Uh wow, I've discovered a lot of other Irish designers that I had no idea um, through your campaign. Uh, And that was very surprising to me that being far away in New York, I was helping them build their own community, even though they were adjacent to each other physically, they were not aware of each other's wonderful work. Let me ask you a question. When you picked this, did you pick this more from a personal perspective or I know that you're the chief marketing officer at Siegel and Gale, a great design firm and and agency. Did you or did you pick it to also help them or for both or all of the above or what was the real reason that you kind of did it? It was more personal. Yeah. So Siegel and Gale's clients tend to be Fortune 1000 companies mm-hmm. and not the uh, home businesses or smaller enterprises that are typically in the fashion world. So my motivations were purely personal, but also very educational. So a project like this, I treat Jeff as a lab, meaning it's a laboratory around to see what is possible with branding, with storytelling, with social media. So the learnings are very transferable to the day job, but the motivations were purely hobby-oriented and personal interest. Honestly, it's a passion project, Jeff. There's no economic reward associated with it. It's more experiment, do good and give back, realizing that I had a platform, both in terms of the physical events that I attend in New York, and I have a number of speaking engagements throughout March, and also the social media platform I had. Mm -hmm. That's an asset that I wasn't leveraging for good, and it felt wasteful, particularly in March, not to do something with that. Yeah, and, you know, and it's just satisfying personally, right? I mean, that's the biggest piece of it. Yeah. Just to do Gratifying. Something, I mean, yeah, do something good. I'm getting emails and Twitter messages from folks I've never met saying, it made my day to see you wear my garment all the way from New York, or someone saying very heartfelt comments like, this is a tough business. Uh, we live in a very fickle culture. Design is very challenging. The economics of the business are very challenging. It meant a lot to us to see someone with no personal incentive taking an interest in what we're doing and telling that story to the world. So emails like that and notes are so gratifying. At the same time, I would say, and not to be negative, but, you know, look, I have 600 and some odd thousand followers just on Twitter and when I will tweet good news out about a brand or about someone or something and not to see them do something with it, 
I think, about the missed opportunity sometimes. And I would imagine yeah. you see that as well, where you're trying to help out, but yet they don't yet get it, so they haven't activated the things that you've done, and therefore they don't get the full ben- benefit of it. I, I acknowledge that there's some of that, Jeff, and in anticipation of that, and based on the learnings from last year, I published a blog out on Medium that was designed to give tips to the designers. So I published that blog in February, and it gave them tips. And a number of the designers, for example, are running special promotions using the code Wearing Irish. Folks can get a discount. So that's one idea that I offered. Many um, are retweeting. I agree with you. Not all are activating to the maximum, but often it's a function of priorities and resources and appreciation for social media. And then some, honestly, they're just not on board at all. And I think... Partially, they're misguided because they think maybe it's not to our benefit to solely associate our brand with Ireland and things Irish. But my perspective is that consumers and fans of fashion and fans of Ireland and fans of all good design are capable of having a duality in their minds. You can be Irish and still be on a world stage. And that's a a balance that some brands are still trying to figure out. Well said. Let me take another break here because uh, I like to talk about these folks at Liberty Tax, and it seems everyone always rushes to get their taxes done at the same time when the good folks at Liberty can help you all year round with tax preparation so you won't get caught off guard when the tax man comes a-knocking. So if you're looking for some tax tips or advice, look to Liberty. I'm happy to have them as a sponsor of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. If you are loving this podcast, if you're loving this podcast, you, you should, should tell, tell a friend, friend about, about it. it. Spread the word about podcasts you think they would enjoy. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to news and politics to sports and more. Share it on social media. Tripod. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. And don't forget to tell us what you shared with the hashtag Tripod. T-R-Y-P-O-D. Tripod. Thanks for spreading the word. When you you think about the missed opportunities, I know that's not the reason why you're doing it. Um, I I just think that it would be great to have more and more focus on something like wearing Irish as opposed to the revelry that we typically see in the middle of March that is associated with the Irish. To me, this is a much more positive kind of approach towards the culture of Ireland, don't you think? I certainly do, and I think there are many facets to the Irish culture. This is one that hadn't previously been, in a collective way, highlighted as much as it deserved. Uh, From an economic perspective, I think showcasing Ireland's creativity is beneficial to all of the culture, not limited to the fashion and jewellery, etc., industries. So whether it's in the service of economic development and companies deciding to locate in Ireland, showing the creativity of Irish people benefits that, whether it's 
showcasing Irish fashion as one manifestation of the products that are produced by Irish people helps all exports. So Ireland has long had great appreciation for our culture when it comes to singing, music, playwrights, and other art forms and commercial forms. The fashion industry is as vibrant as any of these. It's just it hasn't yet had the light shone on it in the way that it deserves. I, so how, how would you measure results? Because everybody always talks about ROI, right? And to me, yes. this is more about a return on ignoring rather than a return on investment. Um, because... <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> well, the well, I think, as you know, in calculating return on investment, you look at the cost and then you look at the return. So um, the investment has essentially been, on my personal level, significant amounts of time. Yeah. A lot of time I've put into this. And if I were to calculate my hourly rate, that would be significant. Um, a certain amount of fashion budget certainly go, has been involved in the procurement of the items. Mm -hmm. But I haven't used any paid media at all, Jeff. Yeah. So from my own cost perspective, I've kept it very organic. Um, and again, it's not just me. There are a lot of designers and other citizens posting and investing their time in it as well. Um, in terms of the return, I think I look at it in three different ways. One, the campaign isn't about for, I'm not assuming people, although I love that they do, go straight to purchase. It's about building awareness, first and foremost, creating a conversation around the fact that there is such a thing as Irish fashion and Irish jewellery and that it's diverse and contemporary with a nod to heritage. So I'm getting significant amount of publicity and PR impact. So that's one measure of efficacy. I have other anecdotal measures People I run into, conversations like this, emails I get that show that people are turning the corner from complete oblivion around Irish fashion to heightened awareness and heightened understanding of that industry, so awareness metrics. And then there are the obvious social media engagement metrics that you can track, but I, as I said earlier, I don't believe that's the entirety of the social media impact. And then the fourth measure is the commercial transactions. Although my data at this point is purely anecdotal, stories like yours are many. People who call me, write me and say, I just bought such and such because I saw you styled it very well or I had never known that brand existed before and um, it's really true to my look. I was delighted to wear it. So those are the metrics, everything from awareness and engagement through to purchases. But I should be clear, Jeff, I don't have an e-commerce platform, so I'm not personally tracking any of the transactions. My data is just when I hear back from a designer. Why not build a, a wearing Irish site or creating something where there's a resource for that? It's an interesting business idea, Jeff, not one that's in keeping with my day job. Yeah. But um, it, it's certainly worthy of exploration. The other exploration that I'd like to venture into is creating a pop-up store mm. somewhere in New York and other cities that I think, because there's something inherently tactile about fashion and certain items people like to touch and experience and fit that makes them a little trickier to purchase online. It does. And, you know, and I do think the... You, you, you've given me some insight about the month of March that really that is an Irish month. Um, when Very much so. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just amazing to think about that. And, 
Are there other groups that are jo joining in with you? Is the Irish consulate, Barbara Jones out of New York, and uh, other groups starting to help out a little bit? Oh, very much so. And to be candid, a lot of those folks were Irish a lot anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they do it with great style and humility. What I've been doing is really creating that platform and that single conversation and a narrative around the hashtag wearing Irish. I give immense credit to my colleagues in various Irish groups who do this all the time without much ado. The difference is I'm giving it a singularity of focus. But certainly a variety of groups are hosting events, advising their guests to wear Irish to those events, and taking group pictures. And um, that's wonderful because that's an indication of how we can scale this. What, how about, what are some of the top designers that you're seeing featured that a lot of folks are talking about? I mentioned Brendan Joseph, but who, who are some of the others that you are seeing jumping in on, one on this or two, seeing the benefit of your awareness around wearing Irish? Gosh, Jeff, you're going to get me in trouble. This is like asking a parent I, to name their favorite well, child. Or, or, yeah, or, to, or to stand up at the Academy and name everyone you need to think of when you win the uh, the Oscar, yeah. But, there, but there's... Yeah, you're getting me in trouble. But certainly, I mean, I, I've identified hundreds in the directory. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of interesting things come to mind that might surprise you. Number one, I think your comment around scarves is an excellent yeah. one because the scarf is an easy item to wear. It comes in sumptuous cashmeres to gorgeous silks to wool in every color and style imaginable. So a scarf is a great entry point. And if you look at the directory that I've published out on Medium, you'll see a range of options. Then uh, leather goods. There's a company in Ireland called Holden Leather Goods. They make gorgeous belts. You would love them, Jeff. They make fantastic bags for ladies and for gents, down to even very clever dog chains and dog collars that are just very beautifully made. Then there's another company that's doing something really innovative, and I respect the innovation as well. There's this lady by the name of Sandra Walsh, and she has created a company called Canopy Sleeves. And the idea behind her innovation is you can essentially, for a dress that doesn't have sleeves, attach sleeves to that dress and essentially create another look or um, give yourself that extra layering or modesty that you might like. Yeah, that's so those well, are that's great innovations. I, I used to have a pair of hunting pants that were like that, where I could actually zip off the bottom half, and then I had shorts if I were out in the in the bush, and I could. Uh, it was a little too warm. I, so. I, I'm going to venture that was not her inspiration, Jeff. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think so. I would think so. I would think so. But it's the same. It's the same principle. Um, hers might be a little more. How would I say it? Refined than yeah. the hunting pants. But well, uh, well the idea of getting another look out of an item is essentially the underlying principle is the same. But yes, lovely, lovely designers doing great work. So. Um, what would you, what's new for 2017? I mean, you've been, this is now going into your third year. So what's new? New is the diversity and range of products that I have discovered. So hence able to showcase. New is much uh, larger volume of people participating. And the other new item, and this is more aspirational on my part at this point, is hoping that people will do it in groups and have group photos and more group participation than just individuals. And the other new aspect is 
a much more global focus. So I've identified people around the world and in different parts of the United States and asked them in some cases, in other cases just ident- I'll identify them after the fact, to be sartorial ambassadors. And Jeff, I think you would be a wonderful South Dakota sartorial ambassador. And the idea here is to find people who embrace the spirit of this Wearing Irish movement in their parts of the world and who carry the message to the regions that they have influence within and inspire others there. So the marketing idea here is scaling through influencers and acknowledging that people's influence may or may not be on social media, but it's in the peer community where they are present and that they may not even realize that their choices are influencing other people. Often the best ambassadors are folks who, through virtue of their work or personal lives, convene people for meetings. So that's a big new idea this year. And after the events of March, I'll be doing various blogs and publicity highlighting these sartorial ambassadors. Because when I do it myself, it's interesting and I have a certain following, but when it goes bigger than me, then it becomes a movement, and that's where it gets really interesting. Which is awesome. So how can people find out more about this? Many ways. Uh, The first thing is go on to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, find my uh, social media channel, and or search by uh, hashtag Wearing Irish. Um, If you'd like to find some editorial, go on Medium, Medium the blogging platform, where you will find a number of blogs that I've written around everything you want to know about Wearing Irish. And keep an eye on the press, because we've lots of interesting press uh, coming up and done already in the past few weeks. Yeah, a great article in Irish America, by the way, um, on the whole movement on you and all you're doing. And I think you're doing a great job, and I want to commend you for bringing the eyes uh, onto Ireland and wearing Irish and all of these great designers and a great, a great, I, I think it's a movement. I think it's more I than just. I hope so, Jeff. Yeah, it's more than just, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. It's more than just a. It's more than just uh, a project. It's becoming something that's a lot of fun. You look, you look a lot better w- by doing it, and you, and you get to meet some great, great people and, and create a dialogue and do some good, which I think is always good. And by gosh, the rest, of this, the rest of us need to start looking a little bit better, so wearing Irish is not a bad thing for us. Well, exactly, and I would tell you, Jeff, if you feel good because you've done good, that smile will show and you will look better no matter what you're wearing. So if you feel good on the inside, you'll walk a little taller and smile a little brighter, and those Irish eyes will smile with you. Uh, Well said. Thank you, Margaret. I appreciate you joining us here on All Business. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and there was a lot. First of all, I just love listening to Margaret. I think she's one of the most articulate people and has such a grasp on the English language, or should I say Irish language. Uh, But anyway, I, I love her articulation, and I just love to listen to her because 
it, she, it just a poetry to it. And that's just one side note. Uh, just a very good friend. And, and I want to thank her again. She helped me get in touch with my Irish roots. Um, she, she found out that I was Irish and said, you really need to do more about that, you know? And I took that to heart and I did some background and went all the way back to my ancestry and found my relatives when they first came over in 1757, if you can believe that. Fantastic. And, and I am actually this summer going to go out to, to Ireland and go visit the old family homestead and see some of uh, my long, long lost cousins. Um, well, there you go. Hey, what did I learn? Um, I like this thing where she said some projects are like a lab cause I do this all the time. I use a lot of things on me to test for my other businesses like the C-suite network and others where we try to see if we can find out what we can do with me to kind of test it as a lab. And then we find the other rewards. I love what she said about st starting early in order to be able to tap the latent desire. I thought that was great. And then the last and best other thing that I learned from today's talk was create a platform. Yeah, I love that. Uh, if you got a platform, it's a lot broader than just, um, you know, one little one little product is you got to across the board. I, and I just love what she's doing with wearing Irish. So, hey, do, do us all something. Help somebody out. Wear some Irish. And then next month, wear, wear Italian. You're always wearing Italian. Wear Irish. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to All Business right here on C-Suite radio and everywhere else that you can find us on um the podcast thanks cheers bye most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.